caught you knocking at my cellar door I love you baby can I have some more oh the damage done I hit the city and I lost my band I watched the needle take another Well, it's 103. Yeah. So that's the one and the O and the three. Yeah. <laughs> happy to be with you guys. Yes. We're happy, even though the sad and difficult things have happened this week. It's, a, it's been a heck of a one of those, week. Yeah, a heck of a week. So, uh, you know, a little uh, somberness doesn't hurt, given all the levity that we do most of the time. Oh, what? hey, wait a minute. Before we get started. Oh, I think we need to. Hey, no, hold on. Check this out. Oh, what? what? I man? need to slap at that. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Come on, man. I know. This ain't Hollywood, man. I know. Hit me again. Oh, really? Okay. Oh. oh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, what's my. What have you I done, know. Bruh? I Where's know. your soul, man? It's, it's, it's Doc Love abuse. <laughs> Hey, listen, oh, wait, let's, wait. let's do this. Look, I need, a dr I need to toast that. Yeah. Right? What do you got there? What is that, like mango? This is uh, mango some, some kombucha. Oh, well, I got kumjaka. We used to play Risk and kumjatka. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd do bigger sip. Whoa. Well, okay. That's how I get my kicks. What's this song? Who did this? Uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Some of you really, really old people, like great-grandparents, will remember this. If you watched Where the Action Is on ABC, and uh, you know, uh, every weekday they had a little show, and these guys were on there. I think Paul Revere hosted it. And our little buddy Jan Eric, once again, former bass player of 77s, uh, was good buddies with Paul Revere and... Uh, you remember he used to be in a band called Train? Not the train that's happening now, but a local it's like band. It's a Beatles thing. 
Well, it, or they, would they do did a that. set and then another. Yeah, they were yeah. like a local top forty thing. They did corporate. They did Vegas. They did Tahoe, and inevitably they ran into Paul Revere, and he buddied up with them. And he said he was just great. You know, Paul owned like half the state of Utah. He made so much money doing that band, and would just start buying up Utah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right. Let me. I don't know if this is hard to play. I'm going to see if I can get it. You know, I don't have the twelve string or anything, but let's see. On the magic carpet right last night But when you wake up in the morning The world still gets you uptight Well, there's nothing that you ain't tried To fill the emptiness inside But when you come back down, girl
I just can't believe I've never performed that song in all the years I've been listening to it and messing with it. I thought we've done it once on the show. Well, Mescaline with it? You know it? what? Maybe we have. I, I don't remember. Have. I think we did. Wow. <coughs> well, see, that's... Here's one we've never done. <coughs> yeah, went, we've not oh, man. done this. You went mescaline with it. Okay. Well, you want to talk about this at all? I mean... Bruce and I were just reminiscing earlier about how uh, when we were on tour with Charlie Peacock, we were in his band in 1984, touring all over the country, and we landed in New York City at... That's a long time ago, man. Yeah, I think it was called the Peppermint Lounge. It used to be Webster Hall, and I, we've talked about this on the show before, and uh, most of the tour we were opening for The Fix or General Public, but uh, on this particular night, it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers who had yet to really break nationally. I think they just had put their first record out, and I don't think Freaky Styler was out yet. I think that came out the next year. Really? So they were just, you know, just playing these places, and... Uh, all I remember about that gig is how beautiful the women were in New York City in that venue. It was like it was all sort of models. I don't know if you recall this, but, you know, we were playing all different kinds of places. And it's mostly just generally rock fans. But 
in that place, for whatever reason, there were just all these women that looks like they just stepped out of Vogue or Glamour magazine or, you know, from a photo shoot. And I was going, wow, this is a whole other thing, you know. And so when the Peppers came on, uh, they came out and it was black light with day glow well, paint. Know, well, we had done the sound check. Yeah. And we were like, oh, so this is Chili Peppers, you know, what's whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, was whatever the big it, deal. They just be. seemed like kind of normal guys from L.A. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, they come out and, and it's like black light and they've got day glow paint and it's this real primitive sort of thing going on and, and oh, yeah. not a lot of clothes the on. Socks and the. Yeah, and. They're Without naked. going They're into basically naked with yeah paint naked all over with <laughs> with dayglow paint and socks, you know. And uh, I recall all those beautiful women running out of the room. Now that's my memory of it. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but uh, I don't know if they cleared the room. But we, I believe, we had a bigger crowd than they did. I think it was very offensive and scary for the audience. I thought it was very eye opening because I went, oh, okay, so this is you know. It's a new this is thing. What's going on? Well, it was ahead know. of its time a little bit. The world hadn't yet degenerated to the point where something like that would be. I don't even think Perry Farrell had gone on stage naked yet with Jane's Addiction. I think that was still a couple years off. Mm. So, yeah. So we. So that happened. Anyway, um, we're going to do a Chili Peppers tune that I have long loved and admired, and uh, <clears throat> Bruce is going to sing this because he's just got the thing. Okay. So <laughs> now. Okay. As in, I just got the lyrics today. So. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner Sometimes I feel like my only friend It's the city I live in The city of angels Lonely as I am Together we cry I drive on her street my companion I walk through her heels cause she knows who I am she sees my good deeds and kisses me when now I never worry now that's a lie <laughs> man I'll redeem I don't ever want
Well, well, that was brutal. That was all right. Was what happens that when I read? I read it, man. I was reading it. I wasn't just thinking about it and singing it. Man. Well, the only thing I lost was so that hard. little thing, I can't uh, which read. didn't matter. I just faked it through there. But I, I, I thought you did it. a very good job. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Well, that's that's the Corona story. That's what it's yeah, like. Yeah. That's the thing. We we practice and then we'll do it again some other time. Yeah. You're, screw it up in in a different place. You're literally getting a little. You're watching a rehearsal. Yeah. You're watching us rehearse. I mean, you that's are. What it is. That's the way it's all it is, about. Man. Speaking about that. All right, we're going to do one of my favorite songs from the early punk era uh, by Jim Carroll. Some of you might remember him. He has now uh, gone on to uh, greener pastures. But uh, this tune comes from, uh, Chris, you were telling me it was in a, a film? Well, he it was based on one of his autobiographical works called The Basketball Diaries. But, oh, yeah. I see. And so this song was featured prominently in that. But d didn't the record come out before the film? Oh, way before. Yeah. So I've always loved this thing. It's terrible. It's wonderful. It's, it's about all of his friends who had unfortunate things happen to them, and they, you know, they sad, sadly passed. It's called People Who Died. So ready? One, two, three, four. Twelve years old, fell from the roof of Beast 29. Kathy was eleven when she pulled the plug on 26 red and a bottle of wine. Bobby got leukemia, 14 years old. He looked like 65 when he died. He was a friend of mine. Lots of people who died, died. Those are people who died, died. Those are people who died, died. Those are people who died, died. They were all my friends and they died. Go rotten, so they died of hepatitis in Upper Manhattan. Sly in Vietnam took a bullet in the head. Bobby OD'd on Drano on the night that he was wed. They were two more friends of mine, two more friends that died. Hey, I know it's dangerous, but it 
Marshall beats Rikers, but the very next day he got off by the very same bikers. Those are people who died, died. 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 They were all my friends and they died. Okay, so what happened was <laughs> my thumb locked up. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm not used to playing like, I mean, wow. that's a move. You know, like in drumming, there's certain moves that if you don't stay in it, you physically might lock up on it, right? No. Oh, you don't lock up on anything? But, but I will tell you what, the show is getting a little locked up on, you know, you know, muerte. Oh, yeah, this is a kind of a, it's a little dark. gnarly. Well, you know, we haven't really tackled this thing. I mean, you know. Cautionary tales of uh, it's. Let's just put it this way: the show is representative of the fact that it's been, it's been a hell of a week. Yeah, and people have died, and things have happened, and you know, I say don't run from that. I say play into it. It's like get right in it, and and the thing is, there's been so many songs written over not just through the rock era, but I mean, this goes back to antiquity. Songs that help people to deal with these things. You know, I mean. It's crazy. I mean, when you're talking about those are people who died, the song, and then you're in, then you're in the following sentence, you're using the word antiquity. How this so? Is, is. This is very interesting. I mean, I mean that song may, may is is definitely an antique. Yeah, right? the song is over forty years old, but I mean, don't you think that in ancient times there were songs like that? They may not have sounded like a punk rock song. But they I mean, were they would the list. Across. Yeah, they would just list all the people. Oh wow! And sing it in a dirge-like way. I mean, I suppose oh, if wow. we made a study of this, we'd find that, you know. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Well, it's not deep. It's just I have to believe that it's an ancient thing that you know. Well, it just occurred to me that we could pen a song with all the names of all the people who've died. I mean, the country people have done that's things rough. like that, like. <laughs> George Jones had a song called Who Will Fill Their Shoes. I'm sure you've heard that, where he sings about every great rock and country artist that went, who's going to fill their shoes and all this. And I just like the fact that he lists all these tawdry ways that those people checked out without any oh. He doesn't apologize That's for it. He said, well, yeah, it's just, intense. That's what happened, you know. So, um, but so, so I think 
we're going to roll it back onto our theme because I don't know that we've ha- we've done a theme. Well, we've got a theme going, but we did want to honor the fact that it is show 103. And and so we needed a lyric that had 103 in it, and it's the only lyric we could think of that had 103. Yeah, so we're going to give this to the great Bruce Spencer who is able to sing things like this better than me, okay? So <laughs> We skipped a verse or something. We did, and I'm kind of glad we did. (laughs) Not because you didn't sing it great. It's just the verse descends beneath our G rating of, you know, family show kind of thing. It It starts to get more and more out there than even this. This is kind of pushing it for our family 
family rating. Yeah, it says 103. That was it. Yeah, that's it. That's why we played why we it. did it, man. Uh, yeah, keeping it clean for all of you clean machines. I'm really glad we did that song. It's very, uh... <laughs> well, first of all, the tones on the Les Pauls that Mick Jones, I don't know about you, Chris, but I thought Mick, Mick Jones was a Les Paul tone god. Great player. And they were actually following in the footsteps of, uh, like, Free. They reminded me of Free, like if Free had gotten back together with Paul Rogers again. It's like Foreigner kind of started that way, but then Lou Graham wanted to take him to the ballads. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to know what love is. Oh, yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about an amazing singer. And he oh, had some gosh. pretty bad things happen to him. Like he had throat cancer. Yeah, I think no, so. Was yeah, it was something. Was, uh, brain cancer. But, uh, well, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. And it was benign, but it messed him up. And the thing is, I thought, well, that's it. You know, he did become a born-again Christian about 20 years ago or more. Yeah. Did some gospel stuff. I heard all those stories when I was reading about it. And. I found a film of him recently singing at a concert someplace, and he still, you know, he maybe he can't hit the, you know, the total top, but he's he's as good as he ever was. Just for a guy his age, he's got all of it, and what it's like I went, man, brilliant talent. Man. That guy was insane. That so, was that was the magical one of those magical moments in music. Growing yeah, it's up like with those the, records. Then really? they call them kind good. of a faceless band, which is stupid. He was a great looking guy. I thought that they had an image well, and everything. Forum was, Forum was cool, man. But cool they need band. to. I think they need to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not yet. Oh, you're killing me. And and who is? Oh gosh. Oh, stop it. Somebody's gonna get slapped at that. <laughs> so well, since I'm doing a major retune right now, can we do a tip? Tip situation. Oh. I hate to do it, but I gotta I like to get it out of the way while we're, you know, while I'm tuning. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for yeah, this taking is the time and the definitely energy a different show. Putting out your your hard-earned dough, and we appreciate it, man. Yes, we're, we're like once again, we you know, it's all good, man. Enjoy it, value for value, you know. Do whatever you feel like is worth it to you, and you know. Some of it's just like a rehearsal, so it's kind of like a, it's a pay-per-view. <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> you are, you're it's, going off It's one now. of the most foolish pay-per-view things you'll ever encounter. I tried to get the music stand out of the picture so it isn't a pay-per-view. Oh, oh, there's a pay-per-view. Oh, man, that's a dad joke from. That's really good, Chris. It's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'm glad that you took the time to think that. Well, you know, comedy's. Comedy's really under assault. So it I is think, right I think now. Right now, I think that was you, you really you really helped comedy out right there. All right, so PayPal.me/slash/micro77s like Sam. If you like Venmo and like getting personal messages, uh, Venmo is at micro77s. Uh, if you like mailing checks, which happens rarely, but some people just want to do that, and I love reading your letters, it is 77SLTD. That's 77's limited. Make it out to and send to P.O. Box 1441 Citrus. You put the lime in the coconut. Heights. Uh, Orange, you glad I didn't say the lows? <laughs> California. <laughs> Nine five six one one. Chris, you've been woodshedding on that. Yeah, you're working on it. That's excellent, man. Do you have it? You, do you have your set together yet? Ah. Okay, so 
We're going to do an unusual song from an unusual album. Uh, you two had a whopping success 30 years ago with Octune Baby. It was just a, they came back with a vengeance. It was a huge thing. And then they went on tour all over the world, decided there was a break between, you know, there, it was a world tour, so they were taking breaks. And they said, let's do another album. We got stuff left over. We got this energy, right? So they went in, and they were, it was just going to be an EP. They were going to do that thing like we like doing, right? And then Bono was pushing for, oh, no, let's, let's go full album, you know. And they, they fought and argued finally. They went with the full album. And it ended up being this thing called Zuropa, which is a very odd album. Do you remember it? Mm -hmm. There's not really any hit singles on it. It's got some sort of techno experimentation stuff. The tunes are a little bit left of center. But I think it's one of my favorite U2 records just because it's so odd. And it's kind of a bunt instead of a grand slam, you know. And so it, it has a little bit more breathing room to not be this big stadium record full of four singles. It's more like, you know, they were having fun. And one of the things they did was they wrote a song called The Wanderer for the end of the album, and they wanted to get Johnny Cash to sing on it because he happened to be in town when they were cutting the track. And it was just a whim. They went, gosh, will he do it? Will he do it? You know, and so they found, they got to him somehow. And he said, okay, I'll come over. And they dragged him in and he sang it. And it ended up being just, I mean, I, I just love this piece. So for those of you who like Johnny Cash and remember this record, this one's for you. <clears throat> okay, let's see if I can get that loping. I went out walking through streets paved with gold lifted some stones saw the skin and bones of a city without a soul i went out walking under an atomic sky where the ground won't turn in the rain it burns like the tears when i said goodbye yeah i went with nothing Nothing but the thought of you I went wandering I went drifting Through the capitals of tin Where men can't walk And freely talk And sons turn their fathers in I stopped outside a church house where the citizens like to sit. They say they want the kingdom, but they don't want God in it. I went out riding down that old eight lane. I passed by a thousand signs looking for my nothing but the thought you'd be there too looking for you Ooh, yeah I went out there in search of experience to taste and to touch to feel as much as a man can before he repents 
Michigan with the Bible and a gun. The word of God lay heavy on my heart. I was sure I was the one. Now, Jesus, don't you wait up. Jesus, I'll be home soon. Yeah, I went out for the papers. Told her I'd be back at noon. Yeah, I left with nothing but the thought you'd be there too, looking for you. Yeah, I left with nothing, nothing but the thought of you. I went I was, you know, I kind of knew you were going to end it in that humorous way. I was hoping that we were on the same track because that's got, that's the way to do it right there is just make it stop. Just make it make stop. It, just make it stop. I'm sure many of you think that How sometimes. How do we end it? Well, just make it stop. Make it stop. All right. Well, all right. This is going to be a bit of an experiment. Featuring our, we're going to feature once again our, our producer, Mr. Chris Harrelson, uh, on this a little bit. And uh, Chris, you, well, first of all, we've been heavily requested for months, begging, pleading, threats. I got a couple <laughs> death threats uh, to do a Larry Norman song. Oh yeah, that's right. And. Uh, <clears throat> this has been going on for months, maybe for over a year now. And I always say, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. You know, I like Larry and I like a lot of his tunes, but I just, it hasn't been at the top of my brain yet. And then Chris came up with this song that I remember clearly. It's from the uh, Only Visiting This Planet album, which I think was 69 or 70 or 72. I don't remember when he recorded it. He recorded it in Hollywood with the cats. You know, I'm sure it's got Leland Sklar, it's got you know, uh, drummer, you know, Keltner, who knows? It's got people like that playing. And it's good. It's a it's a good production. And uh, I don't know if I've seen him perform it, but Chris, you said you saw him. Well, there was a, there was a version with the Imperials, the Go Southern Gospel Quartet. The That's Imperials. right. The Imperials played at Western Meadows Christian Church in Houston, Texas, like, I don't know, 77, 78. And you went? I went, yeah. Now, were you in the habit of going to Southern Gospel uh, concerts? or It just happened to be at our church. Okay. And uh, But Larry wasn't there with them, right? He just They just did this tune. Correct. And, and, they, they, recorded and they recorded it. And they recorded it because I got okay. that record, too. 
So we're going to screw it up real good, but, you know, it's not that hard of a song, so... Uh, Let me see what's the feel of it. No, you know, I don't think that's the right feel. I think it's. One, take it, Chris. You're sipping whiskey from a paper. Drown your sorrows till you can't stand up you Take a look at what you've done to yourself Why don't you, you put the bottle back on the shelf The yellow fingered from your cigarettes Your hands are shaking while your body sweats yeah. Why don't you look into Jesus He's got the answer
now, I did it more like a Rolling Stones style. I think his was a little bit more of a, I can't remember it. It's, it's a different kind of rock beat, but given that I'm not really up on my Larry Norman stuff, I went with this, and I think this works better for the tune. I think it's more driving. and We, nice. should, we should think about, just for the heck, hecky darn gee whiz, cut a Larry Norman song like that. Like, just throw it together, do a track. Yeah. You know, two guitars, bass, drums, cut it, just put it out there. I think people would really like that. Two guitars, bass, drum, hike! Hike! So, um, now, um, we just want to say. Speaking of that. Well, yeah, you know, we want you to keep buying our. If you haven't bought our Hymn Show album yet, you really need to get it. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it, it's going to last the ages. I think it's a, it's a record that's here to stay. <laughs> timeless. It is timeless. Uh, your parents will like it. Your grandparents will really like it. It's a very interesting theme we're, we're cutting through here. These, these picks are interesting, Mike. Did you think this all out when you put all these songs together? I did. Your thoughts. Yeah, because, you know, we lost a great drummer. You know, anytime a, a, we lose a drummer, it, there's just something about that. You know, like when Charlie Watts went, that... That really took a piece of me because I just, you know, for the last 40 plus years when I listen to the Stones, I listen to Charlie Watts. You know, I've, I've already gotten all the other stuff out of the Stones and I've always will love it, but I started to key in on him. Yeah. You know, I've always loved his playing, just adored it because I just think he's a classic rock drummer. But, you know, you know how when you grow as a musician and, you're, and you start thinking about the subtleties of what makes something work? And I started to notice the way he was playing. I'm going, there's something so brilliantly dumb, but so together about it, you know? And the more I listened to it, the more fascinated I became. And so I think in the case of Red Hot Chili Peppers, I got to go see them 20 years ago here in SAC. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Or no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. And uh, I was dragged there by, my, by Carrie Clark. Remember Carrie? She was a big fan. I said, I don't want to go. I don't like them. I don't, I don't want to go. You know, she says, oh, come on, come on. I'm buying you a ticket, right? And so we get there, and I, the first thing we see is Dave Grohl out behind the memorial walking his dog. I mean, he had like a little poodle dog, cutest thing. And she's going, look, look, look. And I'm going, oh, no. He doesn't want us to see this. I said, we're not. Let's just not. Let's pretend that we don't notice him because, you know, I don't want to embarrass the guy. He's about to go on stage. We get in there, and it was, Bruce, it was so loud. I don't know if you've ever seen a rock band. I'm sure you've been to the memorial and seen a rock show sure. there. Maybe several. And you know, like me, it's a shower in there. Yeah. And it's a beautiful. Here in California, we have about eight different auditoriums that are similar to this. They were, I don't know if they were designed by the same guy or not. But like in San Jose, I grew up at the San Jose Civic, and it's almost identical to the memorial. And it has the same sonic problems these things were built in the 1930s for what choirs big band orchestra ballet uh basketball you know they weren't rock and roll didn't exist and there was no amplified anything you know there might have been a pa system maybe oh yeah they had those the, up in the center they had the big long long throw they have an old PA that's in there. From, yeah, and from so early. the voice of the theater probably yeah, was. was really cool. And so when you put a rock band in a in a hall like this, it creates a lot of mayhem sonically. And 
uh, Foo Fighters were so loud, I literally thought I was going to die. I mean, I was, I, I told her, just save my seat, and I ran in the bathroom. I'm such a wimp. I'm sorry. I'm really a wimp. But you ever, I have, did you ever tr- think about, like, earplugs or anything? Well, I, I'm kind of an idiot. Now I would, yeah, but this was a long time ago. I was still young. You know, I was stupid. So I went and got a bunch of toilet paper, you know, and I'm going, it's, it just makes it, it just cut the high end, but it was still so loud. Is that why I, the, I, I saw you in the years after that, and you were kind of wearing like a bike helmet and some <laughs> ear, some big earmuffs. What? I think that was you. All I know is the thing that I, the takeaway from the concert, beside the fact that, uh, you know, a girl was playing a, the, what's the clear plexiglass guitars that a Dan Armstrong yeah that amp that Keith guy. yeah that Keith Richards played back years ago he played that all night never tuned it and it never went out of tune that impressed me the other thing that impressed me was their drummer Taylor I mean that guy it's like it was just like watching this he, it was, he was a monster and he you know all encompassing like you know that big smile that you know, I mean, it was just, I just went, oh, my God, this is this is just a, a force of nature. So I never forgot that, you know. It didn't necessarily make me a Foo Fighters fan, and maybe I will be one day, but, I mean, that guy. You ever seen him play? I never saw them live with him. No. Another thing that I found out is that he sings, and he sings. Oh, yeah. Oh, his my... record's cool. Have you ever heard his record? No, oh, I haven't. It's killer. But I mean, it's like, this guy's got a voice that will, will stop your heart. I just went, what a major talent. So we lost something. The music world lost something truly incredible. And I know he had a lot of great friends and everything. So that's kind of why we're sort of descending into this place. Because when you have a loss like that, you know, you makes you want to honor it in some way. So we're going to do a cautionary tune from, what, the 1930s maybe that we recorded. It's called Drink and Shine. And, uh, hit it. Well, you say you done cut whiskey out and so you have a little wine. But most everybody's getting on a drunk cause they must be drinking shine. God don't like it. I know. God don't like it. I don't like it, I know It's a scandalous and a shame Some folks get drunk every once in a while Just to ease their so-called mind And when they get caught in the trap They want to put all the blame on shine God don't like it, I know No, he don't like it, you know God don't like it, I know It's a scandalous and a shame Some men won't pay their honest debts And let the bills get behind Draw their money out every weekend, drink it all up in shine. Sometimes they get put in jail and they have to pay a fine. Tomorrow they are drunk again, for they just can't stop that shine. God don't like it, I know. God don't like it, you know. God don't like it, I know. It's a scandalous and a shame.
your step and stop yourself from lying. Boy, you sure can't walk them golden streets if you're all tanked up on shine. God don't like it. song in a row to stop on a dime like that <laughs> on a dime on a dime drinking that shine well you know i think we've started a trend and uh we have it's called the mark Harmon moment <laughs> and right now we'd like to say hello 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 north carolina to our brother mr mark Harmon. i'm here <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good. You want to play a little bass? A little bit. Let's do this thing. Uh, oh, and it's and it's a 20 year anniversary it this is? year. Yeah. Of our uh, direct. Direct. Yeah. Direct. You know, we record. really like making EPs and half albums and stuff like that. And direct is one of them. So direct from North Carolina. It's Mark Harmon. It is. And uh, and us. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Ready? No, I'm out of tune. Just everyone stand by. Please stand by. Please stand by. <laughs> Please stand by. Was that Griffith that did that voice? Oh, I don't know. I'm I sorry. Think so. I, I think forgot that this, this is like a major tune job. Uh, just use the Harmon tuning mic. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us this yeah. week. So we're going to take you out with this lovely little... Uh, Mark Harmon slash Bruce Spencer composition. That's a little vignette. Right. You're gone too soon. So I guess what makes you Stay. 
Spencer. Please. Please. Mark Harmon, please. Please. Doc Love, please. <laughs> Michael Rowe, please. Chris Harrelson, please. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, God. So you're, you're, <laughs> you're killing me now. Over things I said 